Good afternoon, folks. This is Kimberly Jessica reporting in live today from Hollywood, California for Huffington Post. And I'm really excited to be sitting here today. I have an awesome rapper infused with R&B singer and do you write songs too, Paulie? Paul P? Yeah, that's my that's my number one talent. I've been writing since. Okay. Was... Okay, great. So we have we have none other than Los Angeles owns Paul P on the line with us. Uh, he holds no qualms with his life experiences. He's born into a family of entertainers. He's developed his craft and sought out opportunities to offer further exposure to all aspects of the entertainment industry. He worked for JP Financial, set up and struck stages, managed concerts and entertainment events, all of which culminated in his understanding of what drives the market and shapes his image and the motivation behind his writing. Uh, Paul also has opened up for the likes of, is it Warren G? You opened up for Warren G, is it? Yeah, Warren G, New Year's Eve last year. Wow. Well, welcome to interviewing with us today, Paul. It's so exciting having you today on the line with us. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, and that was a um, that was a tremendous introduction. So I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> oh, absolutely! It is my pleasure. So, you have a new you have a recent album. You have a new album out right now called Life Chronicles Two. Tell us yes. basically, Paul. Before we go into your album, tell us about the man behind the music. What had what inspired well, you to you know start singing, songwriting, rapping? You know, what, what What was your motivation? Um, well, basically, uh, I grew up in a, in a really, really big family. My grandfather was a preacher um, growing up, and my grandparents, and I'm actually the third. I'm from the third generation. My grandfather was Paul like a senior. I'm the third. Um, my grandfather wow. was a preacher. And he, yeah, my grandparents had 17 kids. Um, the, the kids in my family... Um, didn't have a choice growing up. My grandfather had to travel the world doing revival, so my uncles and aunties was eight, nine, ten years old, um, playing instruments and singing. So, and it was, and when I say it was no choice, it wasn't no choice. Um, my grandfather he traveled the world, you know, um, doing these revivals and preaching everywhere. So when we was born, we was born into this. It wasn't no choice. We was born into music. It wasn't like, you know, I like a lot of people. Um, they do music as a hobby or they do it as a, mm-hmm. as, a as something just for fun. Um, it wasn't nothing else for us. This was it. <laughs> this was the thing that we mm-hmm. had to learn how to do, and, and we grew doing so. I always followed monties and uncles and wanted to be like them, so I figured the way I could fit in at seven, eight years old, I started writing. So um, I became really, really good in writing, and um, I used to write songs for my um, uncles and aunties groups. Um, by this time, my dad and my uncles had an R&B group, and they was actually working with LaFace Records. And um, mm-hmm. I was at this point 10 years old at this point in my life. And um, I would write my dad's songs and give it to him until one of the songs I've written one day caught on and he really liked it. It was a song I wrote called um, Alicia. And um, he really loved it. So he took it and he sat down with me and we kind of co-wrote it together and they actually used it. So that was like the first time I really like felt like, okay, I'm a part of this. I'm doing something really good, you know, so. That was my first kind of, like, opening of um, really getting into music and doing something that I felt great about. A little bit after that, um, writing writing songs from the, for them here and there, a little bit after that, by the age of 14, my Uncle Philip, who was one of the rappers in the family, he would listen to my words and was like, hey, I think you be, can, can become a really great rapper. I want you to start, you know, you know, get let's form a group and start rapping with me. So that's kind of what got me into rapping. So I was writing all of the songs for me and him, and I was that's what helped me become really good with storytelling ability. 
Um, if people listen to my songs like um, from Life Chronicles 1, it's the um, album you're talking about is, is Life Chronicles 2. But if people listen back to like Life Chronicles 1, you're here where I did more like poetry rap, songs like Mama Told Me, where I'm telling stories and stuff like that. I also have a video for that, too, Mama Told Me on YouTube, so people could go and check that out. But, um, you know, that's what helped me begin, um, begin to start telling, you know, really, really good stories. So when we get to Life Chronicles 2, <clears throat> this is basically where I started to evolve my R&B with hip-hop, where that started to grow. Because um, when I started rapping with my um, Uncle Phillip, um, I kind of backed away from the R&B. I would still write it, but I kind of backed away from singing or anything like that. But um, just to get into – I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Um, my Uncle Phillip in, 2000 and, um, in 2003 had passed away. So um, that kind of like – I kind of took a turn for the worst at that point in time in life and kind of stepped away from music and was doing all the wrong things in life, you know, and stuff like that, you know. Um, but um, a couple of years after that, a, a, a real traumatic situation happened that where I had to go uh, relocate to Arizona for a couple of years. And that's when I started dialing back into my music craft and everything like that. And um, at this time is when I really, like, stuck my head. I will, all I would do was work every day and go to the studio every day for the next three years of my life, working, 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 and working. And that's how I developed my um, my tendency to know how to rap and sing and add it together. And I want everybody to know this. I don't want people to think what I do is the Drake thing. I was I was doing this. I wasn't even thinking, Drake do him, I do me. I wasn't even thinking about Drake or anybody in the music industry when I, was, when I um, started beginning to rap and sing. I was born into the um, gospel and R&B singing. You know, Phil, that was mm-hmm. the first thing of my generation. And at 14, 15 years old, I developed rapping. So this was something that was born into me. It wasn't nothing that I just saw somebody else do and um, started to develop. No, I'm a, I'm a homegrown artist. Um, everything that I do was developed as a kid. So um, by this time, when I moved to Arizona, I started developing my R&B and my hip-hop flair. And um, when I moved back out this way, um, not going to get too into it, but I um, went through another traumatic situation. Um, when people hear a lot of my music, they know where that's from. Um, it's from a past relationship that I was in. Um, that really, I think, it was a traumatic situation, but what I went through, it took my music to a whole nother level to where my songs became very, very raw. And um, the words, it was words where people could feel it a lot more. It was experiences that people was going through that made me sing a lot more and started using my rap more like, at the back end of um, hooks or at the back end of um, bridges and stuff like that, but it was it, it became much bigger. What where where really my fan base started to grow. So um, when you when you listen to Life Chronicles two, you're gonna hear a lot of stories of um, the life that I lived um, after the, um, the 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 turning of my uncle um, passing away, and then um, stories after my relationship, um, things that I went through and stuff like that. So it's a lot of pain, but it's a lot of fun too. But um, for the most part, it's experiences that a lot of young people know of and can relate to, you know, a lot of my music, especially out here in, um, in Los Angeles, because you see the uh, name of the um, album is Life Chronicles 2, I'm So L.A. So it's a lot of experience, experiences um, of young people in Los Angeles. But around the world, not just Los Angeles, young people around the world, a lot of people love my music. I got a fans in, in Atlanta, New York, everywhere. So not just L.A., but the main base, I would say, is, you know, I'm a homegrown L.A. artist. So um, that's where a lot of my roots come from. So when you hear, like, Chronicles 2, you will hear a lot of stories. But 
I could mainly say again, um, my music is more more um, poetic, raw, um, uh, a lot of love too when you when when it comes to the singing part of it, you know. But I could tell everybody I'm a player of that '90s R&B. I got that '90s R&B style with a mix of new age hip hop. So when you hear my music and you hear Life Chronicles too. Um, that's definitely what you're gonna hear. And just to touch bases. Who's, who's your music? Who's your musical influence, uh, Paul? Who's who influenced you musically? If you know, oh. you were to say, you know, when I if I like, I love Mary J. Blige. So if I were to describe a new girl that came on the scene, I'd be like, think Mary J. Blige. She has that Mary J. Blige yeah. feel. What would your when someone listens to your music? What is the feel yeah. of the music? Is it like a common? Is it like a Tupac? Is yeah. it like a Poor Righteous Teachers? Is it Karis? What 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 you know? What's the well, influence? Well, when it comes to my music music influences, it's very very deep. You know, it's not just like people look at it. Oh, that person was my my favorite. No, no, no. Music is deep in me. It's a deep rooted um, entity that I was born into. So, mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, because I was into like the the R and B, the gospel, the singing, and stuff like that. Besides my my um, my uncles and aunties who were the Rocket brothers and Rocket sisters, you know, growing up. Besides them, the group that people that I looked up to, um, one of them was just it was a gospel group called the Candy Spirituals. Um, that was one of the groups that I really looked up to because they they sung with um, passion. But other than that, going more into the R&B, I looked up to R. Kelly, um, Jodeci, Genuine. Genuine um, is definitely one of the people who I really looked up to, especially between the ages of, like, 12 to 16. That was, like, every album, every word, every song you name, I knew it. So um, in my adolescent years, I could say more Genuine, R. Kelly, Jodeci, Ken Spirituals, people like that, more of them 90s. Them really really hot '90s group Tyrese, you know, them really really hot '90s mm-hmm. artists. But going into once I started getting more into rap and uh, more of this generation of Eminem by far, Eminem, mm-hmm. just the stories that he tell, um, the raw emotions. I'm a very very passionate emotion artist, so you have to show me passion and emotion. Um, a lot of people that has heard my music say you got great music, you know, but some people do um, bring up the controversy part that it's, it's just too vivid. You know, um, it's too raw, you know, and stuff, but I can't help it. You know, I come from, you know, a lot of them same places that Eminem come from, that he's speaking of, you know, when it comes from, I don't come from a, 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 a happy world. I come from a world where I saw a lot, and I've been through a lot. So my words is really passionate, and you can feel the pain. So it's also therapeutic. It's also therapeutic. It's not just yes. pain. You're not just a pain form, but you're also, it's therapeutic, and it's also, it's, yes. there's a message in it, Correct. Very, very therapeutic. You know, I can say, I can be honest and say music is what really got me to where I'm at. It saved me, you know. It's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Anytime that I went through something, some people have therapy they, they go to, um, which I can, you know, say is very needed. Um, when it comes to me, it's music. You know, I go to the studio and I sit down with my producer and we, we come up with different songs and, and different new creations that we want to really put out there and let the people hear. And then when you see how the people feel about it and how it affects them, that what drives me that's what motivates me you know being able to to give something back to people that that i felt you know and them to look at it and be like wow i felt the same thing i can relate to you that's that's amazing it's not just me so mm-hmm. i when it, when it comes to artists that i like you have to have roots with like really really bringing out the the raw emotion and the passion mm-hmm. i can't just mm-hmm. be into artists that just come out with um you know i got nothing against the songs that that are the fun songs that that 
you know, the one the one hitter quitter song that Well your pain has a message. It has a message and it needs to be yes. expressed. So your pain has a message. Yes. It's like, look, this is this is who I am, this is what I'm doing and you know, whoever can identify with it, you know, come sing along with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So exactly. yeah, I totally yes. get it. I totally yes. get it. Your your pain has a yes. message. You know, it's great yes. to sing the songs that feel good, but at the end of the day, that's not what everyday life is about. It's not about, you know, it's about no, no. growing through and being able to dance in the rain, and I think that's what your pain is allowing you to do, is be able to dance in the rain. It's not about avoiding the storm, it's about being, it's about being able to dance in it, and that's what I think your music is doing. Exactly. Look, the other day, my little brother, my, my little brother, he asked me, he was like, um, why don't you just do one of them songs, them stupid songs that, you know, they put on the radio and then they get, you know, they get a lot of views and everybody like, I said, look it, bro. I said, he knows that I'm a writer. Everybody knows me know I'm a great writer. Um, I even wrote in scripts. I wrote in scripts and I actually sold one of Martin Lawrence also. So I know that my writing. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I'll touch bases on that later. But um, I told him, I was like, look, I could write a song like that for somebody and give it to them and then blow up on them, but I can't do it for myself. I said, when it comes to mm-hmm. me, I got to get people who I am. I can't write a mm-hmm. song like, oh, go jump in the club, jump in the club, jump in the club. I can't do yeah, that. I, yeah, I got it. I, I, boom, there I, it I, is. I, and I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to get people who I am, the passion in me. You mm-hmm. know, Everything mm-hmm. you hear in Life Chronicles 1, everything you hear in my music in Life Chronicles 2, it's what I personally have been through or a story mm-hmm. that was around me. It is nothing that I just came up with. So you're not a studio gangster in a studio, a fake studio pain, no, pain porn. You're, no, you're, you're, you live what you sing. Basically, you live what you sing. Yeah, yeah. I'm from South Central, but I've never been a gangster my whole life. I grew up playing basketball right. and in the sports and in the music, you know. So so everything that I talk about is all real. It's nothing about that, that type of, you know, trying to be a gangster, anything like that. I'm just talking about really events that occur. In my past. No, I'm, and, I, and, and I don't want you to think I'm saying that. What I'm saying is, like, a lot of, a lot of rappers have been accused of in the past, um, you know, they never lived the experiences of what they're rapping about. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah, basically yeah. studio gangsters. They're talking about, you know, how they went to, you know, they did this and they did that and they did this. But at the end of the day, they lived in, you know, say, for instance, they lived in Bel Air. They never went to the hood, yeah. but they're from Bel Air and they're singing about all the stuff in the hood. So you basically are true to the game. Basically, you know, you're singing about things that you actually went through, that you actually experienced, and that you actually overcame, and you're also thinking about what you've learned from it. So that's, I think that, that that's, that's a powerful Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it is. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I got nothing against people who make music, you know, studio game, whatever. Look at this. I'm not, I'm not going to get on nobody. I got nothing against that, but right. the stories that I have and the things that's that I That's not your story. It's yeah, it's too passionate to me. Like, I have to give right. a little piece of me. I can't go write a song without giving that feeling and that, that emotion, that raw emotion. Sometimes my song right. just might be too much for some people. I'm not going to lie. You listen to Mama Told Me, the story that I'm telling is an actual event that happened to one of my um, friends. But I told the story. I can't be fake and just give out some type of music or some type of song coming from me that is something that is nothing that I've ever seen or been through. I don't know how to do that. I'm a writer, and I don't know how to bring that about. Um, the people who know how to do that, bravo to them. You know, that's, that's a talent that I don't have. But everything that comes from me is going to be a real actual event. It ain't going to be no studio gangster writing or no studio nothing. Everything is going to be really raw, and you're going to hear some real passion coming from me. Um, wow. My personality bleeds through my music. You know, um, 
when the songs that I'm doing right now, when it comes to R and B and talking about the different experiences with you know um, the different um, relationships and ladies that I've had in my life, um, it, it, it's a little bit probably um, too too much info, but it's just me. It's just what I do. It's just what I tell. You know, but a lot of the ladies love it. You know, I wasn't even mm-hmm. going to do an R and B mixtape until um, Life Chronicles Two came out, and a lot of fans was hitting me up, DMing me on Instagram and, and Facebook and telling me, please do all R&B. We love your R&B music. We want to hear more of it. Wow. And that's where um, my song, like I, my song Flex and Give It To You and, and Got Me Horny. And uh, all those songs came from real life experiences with the different relationships that I was in. And they love it, you know. So everything that I'm expressing is real, real things that's happening or has happened in my life. You will never hear nothing that's just made up. I promise you that. You know, I love so, it. So tell so us, yeah, tell us what's coming up next for Mr. Paul P. Tell us what's coming up next for you. Well, what's what's coming up next? Um, really, right now, um, everything that's going on, um, Paul P. Fan base, a fan base that people don't know who that is. That, that's my that's my crew. That's my clique. That's my squad. I've been um, ha- having a label fan base since I was practically 16, 17 years old. It was just something that I thought of. I have a lot of cousins. Just just. To get in the background of that, um, like I said, my grandparents had 17 kids, and it's over 80-something of us cousins, okay? And in my generation, it was about 15 to 20 of us, so I started Soundbase. And I'm the oldest out of everybody, just to let you know. Also. So they all look up to me. They always, you know, follow me and uh, wanted to be a part of what I was doing, and it's just something that we all love. Music is something that we all love, so we all just grouped together and did it. So I started Soundbase when I was young, and it was just something, a family thing, um, that now is growing to something to be something great that everybody – um, loves it and loves to be a part of. So um, right now, when it comes down to it, um, I'm pushing fan base, and we're about to go on tour. Um, we're starting in San Francisco, um, but we're going to do a tour promoting Life Chronicles 2, and we're going to be promoting my new mixtape coming up. Um, people, like I say, my, my words is vivid, but the name of the um, the mixtape is um, I Promote Bomb Sex. You know, that's the name of the mixtape, um, and it, 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 it's being really loved right now. So that's another thing that we're going to be promoting on tour. But we're going to be in all Northwest. We're going to be in San Francisco, San Jose, Oregon. Wow. Uh, we're going to be hitting up a lot of the places, and I'm going to be posting that soon. So that's one of the things. Another thing, um, the release date for I Promote Bomb Sex, I'm going to be giving out next week. And um, I'm letting everybody know, anybody who subscribed um, me on YouTube, I'm going to personally send um, a copy of that to your um, to your um, home. Um, when it comes down to that album, the CD you would have to um, purchase off of my website. But if you want to download it, you'll be able to download it for free. So um, that that album I'm basically giving out just for people just to hear um, you know the great music and things like that. Um, another thing that we're continually do, um, doing is doing shows. I'm in the studio all the time. Um, we're working on a, di- a couple of other different things, um, dealing with music um, that I don't want to speak too much on. But right now, the biggest thing is the tour. So I want everybody to be a part of it when we go out to these different cities and just um, have fun with Soundbase. You know, we're going to have video cameras. Everybody's going to be out. We're going to be signing autographs. I'm going to be doing all my greatest um, songs that I have from, from now to, to day one that I've been doing. So just come and be a part of it. It's going to be a great time. You know, and we're just going to have fun. We're just going to have a really, really fun time. It sounds positive and fun. It sounds amazingly positive and fun. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an awesome summer you have yeah. set up ahead of you. What I have set up ahead of me? Yeah, you sound like it sounds like a fun summer that you have set up yeah. ahead of you. It sounds like it's going to be a fun yeah. summer beat. 
fun summer with you with all the with all the you know stops that you're going to be making. It's going to be a very fun summer. You know, um, I was always a super serious, like I say, serious, passionate person. And my last couple of summers, you know, even with music, you know, I was going through all the up and downs, you know, um, past relationships, family issues, all of that. I've never had a summer where I got to just straight focus on having fun and giving the fans my music. So I, I'm dedicating this summer to just that. You know, I have. I'm right. It's, again, it sounds like fun. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like fun. Yes. Sounds like something that, you know, you just, you wake up every day with a purpose. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm going to say one more time. It's so funny. Go out there and just have a good time. You know, you know, I have a very, very big, big fan. I'm not going to lie. The majority of my fan base is women. I love it to death. And, um, you know, I just can't wait to go out there and have a good time with 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 everybody. You know, this is this is going to be one of my favorite summers ahead, and I'm, I just can't wait. I just cannot wait. You know. Well, so congratulations on that. Huh? Congratulations on that. One last quick question before we wrap up, because our clock is ticking, and you know, it sounds like you and I could talk forever and a day, literally. You know, can you 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 mentioned earlier that you had sold the script to Martin? You said it. You said it. Yeah, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. So how how did that happen? Can you share a little bit, or or, or is that oh, have to keep that as a share a little bit of that? Um, I'm, I'm, let me get into it um, like this. Um, one of my good friends, Mario Carter, who I met in 2008, um, and I met him at a Roscoe's party. Um, we was doing every year we would go and do Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles Christmas parties, um, and mm-hmm. we'd all and perform. So um, I met um, Mario at this place, and he's always been a big influence in my life. He's um, he have a very very huge music background. And I remember one day um, after I um, put out Life Chronicles, when he came up to me, he's like, "Man, your writing talent is off the charts. I, I know you have not really had no um, no um, education ability with it, but I want you to start writing scripts." I was like, "Scripts? No." And, and this was like in 2008, so this was eight years mm-hmm. ago. And I was like, "Scripts? What do you mean?" So. Um, I started getting into writing scripts, and um, three years later, I ended up having 35 scripts by the year 2010. And one of my scripts that I had was called Campus Security. Um, and this was a script that after he read it, he had a connection with the run tell that crew, um, and he knew more unfortunately. So um, he was like, this is one I definitely want to give him. Because he said that it had some of the same qualities of a um, – on, Mar- on the Martin show, Martin played – a security guard, a really funny – one of the um, characters he played was a funny security guard. Um, I don't know if anybody remember that character, but he was a very famous security guard on, on Martin's show. And um, mm-hmm. Captain Security, when I wrote wrote it, I didn't think about it, but Mario said it portrays this guy, and I think Mario might like it. Little do we know, he they did end up liking it, and they purchased it. Um, when it comes down to the details on what's going on with it, I can't personally say after you sell the script, you're kind of like out of the picture of it. You know, right, but right. It was no longer yours. Yeah, yeah. But it was purchased, and that was a very, very exciting time of my life, you know, and everything. Um, but as of now, just to touch base with you on the script writing, um, if people go to my website, um, paulpsoundbase.com, you will see I have a, a page just directly for scripts, and I've written over 75 scripts from 2008 wow. to now. I have over 75 scripts. And they're just not no little scripts. I have a lot of different um, really good scripts, drama, poetic, um, you know, um, streetwise, things like that. And I think that um, people will really love um, the different work. So that's another thing you could get from me, my scripts. But my main focus is my music for people to know. But I just love to write. 
I, I get up and I write ten songs a day, and I and and I write about at least one one script a month. So I write all the time. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. That's my therapy. Everybody got something that's that's therapeutic for them. Writing is my therapy. It's what I do. Great, you know. So. And, and I am one day going to be one of the greatest writers of all time. I promise you that. I feel you. I hear you. I love it. So, love know, the confidence. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we want to thank you so much, Paul, for interviewing with us today. This is a fun, energetic interview, and I'm looking forward to hearing about all the amazing things that are happening for you. That's going to you know, all the stops that you're going to be doing throughout the summer. This is exciting for you, and we just want to again thank you so much for interviewing with us today. Thank you. Um, one time, I just want everybody to tell everybody to go to paulpfoundbase.com, check out my website, get my music, Paul P. the president, Paul P. Foundbase, Paul P. I'm the chosen one, Paul P. going to be one of the greatest writers of all time. I'm here. Let's do it. R&B, hip-hop, sensation. We're about to take over. Thank you very much for this interview. I loved it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Paul. I'll be sending over this podcast, and we'll go ahead and we'll be posting this in the Huffington Post. So congratulations on all the amazing things that you're doing, and you're blowing up, man. You're 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 definitely one of the up-and-coming people to look out for 2016. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you so much. You were so kind to me today, and I, this interview was everything. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to have this. It was my pleasure, my friend, my pleasure. Okay, Barry, take care and God bless, and we'll be talking soon. You too. God bless. I'm out. Yes, sir. Bye-bye for now.